Hello, hello to all you beautiful beings of the light, wherever and whenever you may be listening to this show across the entire globe. Today is Monday, April 29th, 2019, and I'm your host, Shishi O'Donnell, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. I am a life, love, and relationship coach, divine lifestyle consultant, certified angel therapy practitioner, and you are now listening to International Angels Network. We are a show that explores angels, healing, metaphysics, and other empowering topics. And we are a live call-in show, so give us a ring at 516-453-9162. That is 1-516-453-9162. You can also Skype into the show for free from anywhere around the world. You will see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk website while we're live on the air. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me or our guest today, and then you'll be in the queue. International Angels Network is now sponsored by Audible. You can get a free audiobook of your choice today by visiting audibletrial.com forward slash international angels. Today we have a wonderful channeler and intuitive mindset coach with us, Adrienne L. Thomas. Adrienne is fiercely committed to improving humanity by helping others to identify invisible barriers that prevent them from getting the results they want. With 20 years experience as a classically trained ballet instructor and studio owner, she has used dance and yoga with children and adults to develop their character and confidence, as well as deepen their ability to love and appreciate their body, mind, and soul. Coaching has allowed her to study how people learn how they hold themselves back and battle themselves internally. Nothing fuels her more than seeing the shift in mind and spirit when she helps people push beyond invisible barriers to accomplish something for the first time. So welcome to the show, Adrienne. Hello, how are you? Wonderful. I'm so happy you said yes to being a guest here because I know I sought you out. Here you were, mind your own business, and I just <laughs> Came across a, a beautiful post on Jen McCarty's The Event is Happening page. Um, and I was really struck by it. It was so powerful. And, and I think you started out by saying, I really, you know, Spirit told me to get this message out to more people than the 10 few people that I really trust and don't want to, that, that won't judge me as a lunatic. So here I go. And then you shared this awesome channeling um, that was you know, very inspiring on a group with 88,000 people in it. So that was a, <laughs> a yeah, way was to go crazy. from <laughs> a way to go from like 10 people who you trust to 88,000 people you don't know, but that are more open to metaphysical things. So tell me a little about that day and that post and how that happened. Oh boy. Um, well, I recently decided that I wanted to actually um, take my coaching online and I wasn't exactly sure. I hadn't ever been on that platform with it before because it was always, I always did it through teaching dance. Um, mm. And so it's kind of, you know, with going through that, I've been, you know, cleaning myself out basically. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. one day that came and, um, and it was really in direction, you know, to what I want to do, you know, what I'm, what I've been doing and what I want to do on a larger scale. And, mm-hmm. uh, so it was it was kind of scary, and my girlfriend, I sent it to her first, and she said, oh, my gosh, you need to post it 
on this thing. You know, have you heard of this group called the Events of Happening? And I said, no. And she said, yeah, it's got like 90,000 people in it, but they're all safe. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. They're all safe. I, I jumped. Yeah. <laughs> and how did you yep. start? Maybe you could tell us the story of how you started channeling. Akasha is your channeling identity. Um, or your. I actually went, um, when I opened up the studio, then I I wasn't going to teach yoga at all. I didn't, I would, it was 20 years ago about, and um, I was just going to teach dance. I had hired a yoga teacher. She didn't show up. And so therefore I had to learn it. And as I was doing that, then I started um, kind of attracting some people who did meditation. And there was someone who was telling me about transcendental meditation. And I had mm-hmm. never tried that before. Um, and I kind of had gotten told, well, you need to go to class to do it. And you're, um, your instructor needs to give you your mantra and all that kind of stuff. And I'm very stubborn. So Mm -hmm. I went home Mm -hmm. and had this amazing experience, just, you know, practicing the breathing, like, like he had suggested. Um, And I just felt my body basically dissolve and just turn into everything. And that was when that came. um, And I didn't know what the word meant, but I went, but we had internet, you know, it was kind of, it was, a little bit new for us at that time because it was 2000 I think so um, mm. and I wasn't sure if I'd be able to find the word but I found the word and it said that it meant you know space and ether and so I kind of just went with that because it was that was what I felt like I felt like I had dissolved and become part of everything uh, so did you and, did you hear, hear this collective called Akasha saying my name is Akasha or how did you know that's what no it was you were kind of like. it was kind of more like I don't know what to say, so I'm just going to say Om, you know, and then mm. within that, it kind of came where the mantra started turning into that. So, but, um, but I did kind of, you know, during it, I was like, what does this even mean? I've never, you know, it was, it was mean space or ether. So right. that was basically how that started. Yeah. And then it was really weird because I didn't ever see Akasha again for until probably about two years ago, one or two years, like maybe three. Um, I had no idea it was really out there in the Western world. And then I saw it and I just kept seeing it everywhere. <laughs> so. Like Akashic Records becoming a household name kind of a thing. And you're like, wait right. a minute, that's yeah. what I got. Okay. So how exactly. have you been channeling since 2000? Do you do it regularly or just when the inspiration strikes and then you just write in a notebook or how do you do it? It usually actually comes, I, I wish I recorded them more, but it typically comes because, um, you know, I, we moved from Florida to North Carolina and I went ahead and gave up my studio, but it typically comes during conversations. So in the last um, five years, and then especially in the last year and a half, I've been getting, you know, a lot of people who, who call and they're kind of want to be talked through what they're going through. And then mm-hmm. that's when it kind of comes for me. I don't really, I, I'm just open to it, but I don't necessarily always call upon it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, so like, I, when people really call funny. you for advice or your coaching clients, then it comes, it starts flowing through you. Yeah, exactly. And it yeah. feels, you know, it's real different. I, I try to explain it like uh, the movie Inside Out with the little cartoon. Have you seen that? I don't I mean, know. If you've seen are you talking about Meg but, Ryan from like the 80s? Is no, no, one? it's inside oh, out. Oh no, it, oh yeah, yeah. I think it's a picture. I'm sorry, that was the inner journey. Oh yeah, inside out with the emotions, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Uh huh. And so it's yeah. almost like 
you know, like I'm watching joy. this movie play from the inside of my head and I'm joy kind of just standing there watching and then I'll step back in and talk and then I'll step back and watch my, <laughs> watch it talk. It's kind of weird. Wow. So on this equinox, you got this really powerful message coming through about pretty much likening our existence on earth to kind of like a game. And it's funny because mm-hmm. I've been doing readings for years and years and always telling people, I'm like, life is like an interactive video game, da 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 or Candyland game. You know, and I always talk about it to try and help lighten people up because we tend to take our lives so seriously and we're so hard on ourselves and, and we think it's so significant this particular lifetime. You know, it's like a blip on the radar of eternity of how long we've been around, but it feels like, oh, my God. Everything is so important, and if you make a mistake, you just beat yourself up, or you should be at a different place. But this viewpoint really takes a lot of the pressure off, and it's very empowering. Right. So, yeah, it's, it's fun, and it was, it's nice to have that language actually now. You know, because yeah. before when it was earlier, then I, I didn't have a lot of the, the language to be able to explain it. And now that, you know, now that I have kids that are playing games and whatever, it's like, oh, this is so much easier to explain this. So. Yeah, so maybe we could start with what, um, just to summarize a little bit about what it is. So the game is mm-hmm. is what? Um, the game of life? Is that yeah. what you're talking Like, that's what you're asking? Okay, yeah. Um, I, you want me to explain it? That's what you're asking, though? Yeah. Okay. Um, my, what I always get is that the game of life is basically the ability for for God or God consciousness to know it exists mm-hmm. because we because humanity and um, other you know avatars or whatever offer the ability to be uh, physical smell touch taste sight sound you know all of that so it's kind of like knowing that we exist and that we get to play and we get to feel things and experience so it's really just straight up experience for God to experience Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. being God. (laughs) So there are multiple spirit players all from one source. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's sort of like God is there and it's all that is. And it's probably like needing to, or, you know, might be a little boring to just be all bliss and oneness and you want to experience a little contrast. So I know let's create billions of little avatars that all have, you know, individualized, aspects of me that get to express in different ways it's kind of like that right right yeah yeah I okay so explain the, it like we're we're the fingers connected you know like if if, if our body were god then humans would be our little fingers humans would be the fingers <laughs> yeah like like you know like our fingers are not god but but they're an expression of us right yeah no. they're a part of god but they're not the whole god so the tools right. needed to play are, okay, it says think of your body like an Xbox machine with built-in default systems. Your soul is the co-creator sitting in the body's driver's seat um, as the spirit within the body. So um, we all have human bodies. So that's what you need to play as a human body, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And a soul. I mean, well, obviously you have a soul. Yeah. And, well, and built into the software of the body is, the, the meaning maker. You the know, meaning so, maker. So every, right. So that's like the software is that, you know, something happens and a meaning gets made. Something happens and a meaning gets made. And it constantly does this. So you have, you have your brain, which is like the meaning maker. 
And then you have your chakra system, which is the energy, and you have your emotions, which is the being able to feel it on the inside, and then you have your physical body, which is to be able to feel it on the outside. So. And the nervous so. system for intuitive processing. <laughs> yes, sorry. <laughs> so no, that's great. So yeah, all right. So our hardware, the software is uh, the other things, and the hardware is chakras for emotional processing. Nervous system for intuitive processing, five senses for physical processing, the brain for organizing, filing all the info and creating understanding, order out of it, like adding meaning, right? So that's what it means mm-hmm. to be a human being is to have those things uh, as our hardware. And right. um, so you talked about how we're moving to the next level in the game, and it's really important at this time in history to shift through the toxic pain from our childhood or things that we were programmed with to go into mm-hmm. a higher version of what we can be playing. Like it's like an upgrade in our, our software, right? Can you talk a right. little more about that? Yeah. Um, what I keep getting from it is really that we've already kind of shifted through, a, through some of that toxic pain already. I mean, that, that started, I don't know, um, what your age is, but I know that when there was a lot of that cultural diversity training going on back in high school for me, which would have been in the nineties, then that was mm-hmm. kind of like where we started really shifting through the toxic pain where we were bringing upon, you know, compassion and everything. But now we're hitting a, a toxic shame level where, um, and the way that I explain the difference of it is that there's toxic pain is, is more linked to the feeling of I'm not enough. And that can be because, you know, somebody dumped you or, or somebody said something to you or whatever. So that's a, that's a painful feeling. But even more painful and heavy is the shame feeling, which is I'm a bad person. And, and this comes from something that you know you did, whether it was manipulating or whether it was, you know, that you, you purposefully did something, but it that's a much heavier feeling. So that's kind of what we're, we're going through now, which is why you're seeing it almost spill out of our bodies into the world, really. Mm-hmm. So, and then, do you mean with all the headlines about the hidden things like um, Harvey Weinstein's of the world and all that pedophilia coming out or, or what do you yeah, referring all to? of it. That the 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 gun stuff and the the need to, um, you know, take a lot of medications in order to just be able to to move. You know that we're now numbing. We're trying to numb that shame, and we need to unpack the shame. Yeah. So um, a lot of people are doing that right now, and that is going to upgrade us, right? Once you have gotten clear on. And are you uninstalling the programs or how, how is it, you call it unpacking, how do you describe it? Just releasing it? You have awareness and yeah, you let I it go? Ability, yeah, I would say that the ability to unpack it actually is more already the upgrade. Mm-hmm. Like before it was just, you know, kind of being smothered or numbed. And so the upgrade was more like, okay, now you're going to actually be able to unpack this and talk about it and resolve it rather than hide from it and, you know, try to squash it and pretend it doesn't exist. 
And before it was sort of like that's just a part of you and you you might not even be aware of it, but it's totally running you. So you're saying right. awareness is like 90% of it. The fact that you know it's there, it's not you, and you can start talking and sharing. And um, right. it's kind of like the Michael Jackson <laughs> video. Did you see yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, these guys yeah. who are like, I mean, when I first moved to L.A., um, I was living with a girl who was friends with Wade Robson. She was like a total young Hollywood person. And I did meet him one night at a club. And he was like, the sh- you know, everyone wanted to be seen with him, you know, Britney Spears choreographer and it was all about looking good. And here he had this horrible secret, you know, despite all his success financially and fame and everything and being wanted, he had this dark secret that he had lied about in court and all the shame that was implanted and, and that he right. and the other gentleman was able to express this, you know, hor- horrific really. Right. And, and, you know, to, to exposing this, person who's supposed to be this angel best singer in the world the dark side of him which you know we are all wounded so let's talk a little about the good and evil and and um, yin yang okay so how would you i mean you talk about it in the channeling so i'll I'll just let you talk a little unless you don't remember i can go over some specific questions no i'm good i'm good on that one um (laughs) That one was my favorite one because that one was kind of a new perspective for me on it. So, um, so yeah, so when I was going through that and then even, you know, when I would have to go, because when it channels, I don't always get all of it. So I have to myself go back and kind of, um, so, and I, what I really loved was that it was talking about, you know, that the, there was dark first. So the dark upholds the light. So, you know, there was dark and then, let there be light, basically. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. the thing is, is when you're looking at it, then you've got the dark and the light, and nobody usually, you know, it's kind of like we we apply good to the light and bad to the dark, but both of them actually have good and bad, and it's not just from the little two circles in the middle of what I call the fish, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing is, is if you have too much light, like if the, if it were just black and white and they didn't have the little circles, then, you know, too much light would be, would be straight ego. It would just be like, I'm great, I'm fabulous, all this kind of stuff. Well, when you when you bring some of the dark into it with that circle, then that circle basically represents pain, so toxic mm-hmm. pain, which then turns the light compassionate. Mm-hmm. And then once you have that light full, right, where it's got pain in it and it's um, light and it's a compassionate light, then you take the light into the dark and so that's kind of what we're doing now we're taking the light into the dark and the main dark fish is shame it's toxic shame it's very heavy it's it's built up and you've got to take the light down in there and that light is the forgiveness of it and it's really the forgiveness of yourself and so when you can have that whole thing then you're really being able to operate from your entire being at that point and accept so, both sides. Until the pain enters the light, only ego exists, and the pain gives wisdom and compassion. Oh, I mean, the pain gives mm-hmm. compassion to the light. And then until uh-huh. forgiveness, forgiveness, the little white dot enters the dark one, only shame exists. Forgiveness is the white light. light. The white dot, right. which, which equals the wisdom. 
Right. So why is there this whole, um, like, crazy thing about the dark fighting the light and all these movies and every movie is about the dark versus the light and Satan versus God. And, you know, uh, in this, the yin yang says spirit is the whole of the dark slash light, good slash bad, right slash wrong. Some people would ask, like, why is this game have so much pain in it and so much darkness on planet Earth? Because if you don't have the dark, you can't you can't fully be light. There's nothing to uphold it. And if, so if you can't see and understand the, the dark that's holding up the light, and and really go into it and really be willing to go into it, then it's it's almost like just pretending it's not there. But the thing is, is that we all have it. So so even in this this game or these movies or you know that you're talking about, it's mm-hmm. it's really an internal war amongst ourselves it's not even external it's it's mm-hmm. all internal and the more that we can each go into and actually take our 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 compassion our light our compassionate light that we usually hand out to other people right like i, I forgive yeah. you i forgive you and we're we're handing that out until we can actually take that light with the compassion and then shine a flashlight down into our own depth and really go, oh, wow, look at all of the judgment I've had. Look at all of the, the wrong things I've done. Look at the way I've manipulated life. You know, mm-hmm. if, if we can't take that down in there, then we, we can't forgive ourselves for it because there's no light. So we have to take the light in and we have to shine it around and say, wow, I've, I've really made, you know, some mistakes in my life where I've had these judgments or I've, you know, made some bad choices. And it's, it's all those little, it's, it's a pile of junk, really. It's all those little things that you don't want to look at. You know, mm-hmm. I just myself unpacked one today. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that, you know, and, and it's funny because when you unpack, when you're willing to unpack, it becomes kind of funny because you realize, man, I, like, didn't even notice that. But, um, but yeah, I unpacked, you know, personally that, I've been with my business, I've been actually, um, I've got a lot of men who are asking me questions because I, I'm, I'm totally on like man's side a lot with things, but then Mm -hmm. I've been kind of going, Oh man, I'm not a man. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. I'm not a man. Am I going to really like be able to, you know, kind of questioning. And then it was like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be able to, but here's the thing is that, is that I was I was just unpacking this and noticed that what I see when I deal with men and women, especially with being in the dance studio, then then I would deal with um, a lot of the soulful stuff with women. And women are are sometimes very stubborn to it. Like it takes them a little bit longer to get it because there's some stubbornness mm-hmm. there. But at the same time, when they do get it, they actually apply it. And a lot of the men that I've worked with, then then they get it much faster. But I don't always see them apply it. And I realized that, you know what, like I, in a way I've kind of given up on them (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really delve in and go, you know what, like, I know that you, you see your life this way. And at the same time, you've got this stuff going on and, and I need to kind of, I need to go in there with you, you know, and we need to really look around because there's some stuff in there that if you could just see it you'd see how much you want the light down in there too and and you'd you'd be operating from this whole other thing of not having to cover up the dark and pretend like everything's okay yes 
and we have this game um, in place, and we have your avatar is Adrienne in North Carolina. I'm Shishi in L.A., and everyone has their own avatar, their current body that they've chosen as the vehicle to play this game mm-hmm. of life in. And then what do you think the purpose of this is? Obviously, you said spirit expressing uh, and experience itself, itself as other things. And what else would it, you feel the purpose of life, the game of life is? Oh, man, to, to oh, wow. I, to me, the purpose has just always been to, to live full out, you know, to really be able to have fun and to play and to, to play in this body, really, really play. Like if I'm going to go and start this business, then I'm really going to play at it. Or if I'm going to go and start a family, then I'm really going to play at it. So it's always, for me, I've always attached it to play. Um, Mm -hmm. That's the thing. There's, there's, there's playfulness to it. God wants to play here. God is playing here already, you know, whether or not we're aware of it, it's happening. I'm like a big fan of play. (laughs) Anyone who knows knows that's what I've been doing for the last 20 years. I'm happy to hear that I'm on track. Um, so God wants to just express and expand and have fun. And, and, you know, there are people who argue that. They're like, oh, I'm so glad you're having fun while the world is starving and we have this and this and this and all this darkness. But um, where do you think we're headed now with this game? I mean, you talked about the next level being the rise of the feminine. What do you mean by that? Ooh, the rise of the feminine. Um, the feminine that's within us all, which is the wisdom right? Like we have Mm -hmm. to go in there and unpack the shame so we can grow wise to it. Because when we start growing wise, then the wisdom gets to come out and gets to be shared. And I think that when the wisdom does come out, then people are going to actually start choosing much larger games to play, like making Mm -hmm. sure everybody gets water, making sure everybody gets food, making sure, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that the world kind of like comes together. And I'm not saying that I'm not talking about new world order necessarily. I'm just saying that there's mm-hmm. going to be this compassion to to wake up others that, hey, you know, if you play too, then you can attract and you can manifest and you can you can bring about. And so it's really just the, the game right now is really about waking everybody up to this shame and then talking about it and waking up more and waking up more and waking up more so that then people are actually starting to, to play with it themselves. And the more that are playing in, in many of the other countries and everything, then the, the grander it'll be. Mm-hmm. And as more of us wake up, clear the blocks that we grew up with and get, like you're saying, release our shame and, you know, get clarity on it and stop pushing it down. We are liberating the whole earth to be able to, you right. know, stop pushing down their own shadow and really accept that we're all human and we all have dark and light. And what game do we really want to play? And I don't think it's what mm-hmm. we've been playing since it's not a sustainable game for the most part. So you right. uh, um, talked about masculine and feminine. So, you, you know, men and women, some men are super feminine in their energy. Some women are super masculine. It's rare to find someone who's very balanced with masculine and feminine. But you describe the feminine as intuition, grounding, exploration, wisdom, death, depth, chaos, unknown, dark. And masculine is light, love, acceptance, healing, order, logic, filing. So we, we obviously need both. And um, mm-hmm. is, is the part – so even though that we're coming to a rise of the feminine because it's been repressed, is that is that why? To get back to balance? Or or what do you think about that? It's not like we're supposed to be all feminine. No, no, no. It's, it's about bringing it back to balance because I think that that's the thing is that sometimes there's so much – 
there is so much order, you know, and, and everyone, you know, don't do this, don't do that, don't say this. We're now getting into, you know, can't even say these things and everything. Mm-hmm. There's so much order is being created that that we're kind of losing that, wait a minute, you know, we're, we're almost losing natural law, you know, mm-hmm. um, with, mm-hmm. with so much order. And so the order has to kind of back off for a little bit and we need to kind of dip into that dark chaotic part that goes, wait a minute, you know, I, I don't want to lose my right to natural law, but I want to choose something different. But if I don't go in there and see that, that I even avoid it, you know, that I, I look at somebody and go, oh, that's, they're that way and they're that mm-hmm. way. You know, if we, if we can't even see that there's just so much judgment that we ourselves carry around or so much mm-hmm. manipulation that we carry around, then we can't pull from it and say, okay, well, now we, let's still manipulate, but let's manipulate benevolently, like for good. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of maliciously. And I noticed that I've been which, very, which manipulate like, would be like more like manifestation, you know, let's manifest. Yeah. Um, just speaking about the light and the dark is that um, I've noticed with my own work, I do, I'm, I'm very light centric. Like even when I did the intro to the call, I was like, welcome to, you know, hello, all you beautiful beings of the light. I mean, I, I should probably be saying of the light and dark <laughs> because it's yeah, like well, we demonize the dark. We demonize right. the dark as our culture. Yeah. Yes, we like, do. And that's bad. the thing is, I actually had, um, I had I had someone reach out to me that said, you seem to be okay in the dark. And it was like, yeah, like that, because to me, that's where I learn the most. When I go into my dark, when I go visit other people's dark, when they talk about their dark, when they share theirs, then that's where, I mean, I can't think of a time, honestly, and I ask people this all the time, have you? gained wisdom from light like is there anything that you can say where something really awesome happened and you actually gained like wisdom like depth like real wisdom from it or does all the wisdom actually come from dark where there's trauma and there's something and then you grow and you and you bring the light to it yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, it's both. I mean, in the beginning, it's the void of creation. It's nothingness and darkness, and that's the womb. That's where everything gets birthed. That's not bad. That's mm-hmm. the void. And then, obviously, all that is, I am, present, said, let there be light. Surprise! There's light and Yeah, dark. so the wisdom births the light. And I just want to bring up briefly the, the Game of Thrones because that is like a lot of the world is obsessed with that right now. And, and um, it's just so interesting because I was asking to myself, like, what is this big obsession with the Game of Thrones? And there's always bloodshed and fighting and the dark, dark good versus evil. And I had a friend um, who just shared a, a, an insight about it because they had a major battle scene last night. It was like the longest battle. You know, they've done they have spent $100 million to create this as the longest, most expensive TV show ever in the history of the world. And it is pretty fantastic, I have to say, even though there's a lot of darkness in it. <laughs> but right, yeah. I was asking myself, what is the deal? My God, we have a world that's obsessed with this. But she, uh, she said that she's taking it all as a metaphor for, like, the current state of affairs because there are seven kingdoms in the show. And she described mm-hmm. that as the seven corporate kingdoms 
Monsanto, Dow Industrial, Big Pharma, Medical Oil, Gas, Lumber, that are killing everything that's that um, thinking they're in charge. Like they're exploiting the environment with greed and poisoning us and the earth and da 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 da. Kind of like the Night King. It's like trying to kill everyone. And um, the and the and the people are kind of like sheeple. And then you have the Dragon Queen, which is this Khaleesi lady. And she describes her as the divine mother architect with the seraphim dragons. She has three dragons, and she's confused by all this crazy in the world. And then she she also likens it, the Night King is this thing that's destroying, it's the army of the dead destroying everything that's alive, which she mm-hmm. says that's the 5G apocalypse because 5G is this newest technology rollout that is, like, you know, basically killing us, and we're microwaving us, and in L.A., we're one of the, uh, guinea pigs for the 5G rollout. So um, this is definitely being proven to be very unhealthy. There are kids getting cancer with 5G boxes in their school. And so that's what she says it's about, is that it is actually a metaphor for our time. And um, and then at the end, I don't want to do any spoilers, but there's a, a girl who's like a warrior kind of in it. Her name's Arya. And she is the phoenix angel, angel of transmutation, and she uses dragon glass, which is the concentrated power of love, to defeat the king. So um, the, the uh, takeaway that she had was we empower the female youth, and they dismantle all of the stuff that's been built for, from erroneous masculine, primarily, you know, masculine yeah. thinking. So it's pretty much yeah, too much ego light. <laughs> Yeah, so that probably explains why it's so popular life. because there's a little bit of uh, <laughs> stuff going on that's similar in in our real life yeah. in kind of an interesting way. On our inside. So, um, so I would love for um, if anyone we're going to take some calls now for readings, but I would love to find out if people want to reach you for coaching or anything. Where's the best place to reach you? Right now, Facebook would be. So I've Facebook. got. Um, okay. I mean, I've got some. I've got a YouTube. I, I'm not very good on Instagram yet. I'm kind of, you know, I'm an older person. <laughs> so, but, you're probably um, younger than me. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said so, you're well, growing up in the 90s. My 20-year-old like, says I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, you're but yeah, so Thomas. How do they find you on Facebook? Uh, there's Adrian L. Thomas. Okay. And then my Adrian personal page Thomas. is Adrian Lundin Thomas. Okay, so search then, for Adrian on Facebook, Adrian L. Thomas, A D R I E N N E, and then the rest is easy. L. Thomas, T H O M S M A S. And you have online courses, and if you, online packages. Yes, yes, yeah, packages and courses. And then um, I was just going to say if they want to see a lot of playful stuff, because I really try to make sure I play, then there's Shiro's and Shenanigans. So tell us about Shiro's and Shenanigans. That is, um, it's it's basically like you like what you and I were talking about earlier, where there's sometimes there just feels like there's a little bit, you know, people are just taking this a little bit too seriously. So I do some real crazy stuff on it. Um, I mm-hmm. put tape on my is face it, and record myself singing poorly. It's a um, company or um, it's actually a collaborative page. Um, with myself and a few other girls, it was never really meant to just be mine. So yes, mm-hmm. you, see, you should be on it. <laughs> so, um, but okay. it's just you know, it's about kind of you know. I, I feel like a lot of times in in masculine and feminine energy, then then men are very 
you know, sometimes come up very ordered and women are going that way with business and they have been going that way and everything's where there's a lot of order. But a lot of times mm-hmm. I also feel like women play, but we play kind of secretly, you know, we play with our, our girl group kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, and then men are like Disney dads from time to time where they just play all the time. And it was like, we gotta, we gotta all be playing all the time. And so really what I do on there is I try to embarrass myself constantly because I think oh that's the most God. important thing. <laughs> that's how you take yourself lightly I'm, is that you let your ego go and you just look stupid and it's like, yep. Yeah. But not only that, I'm silly. it gets you. Yeah. The more you embarrass yourself though, the more, un, the more comfortable you get with discomfort because shame is very uncomfortable to unpack. It's mm-hmm. very uncomfortable. And then sharing it and being vulnerable about vulnerable about it is extremely uncomfortable. And the more that you practice just, just volunteering stupid behavior that's not that's not uh, <laughs> that's so that is, that's like serving. That. does that make sense yeah right. it's not stupid yeah. like we're gonna go get drunk but it's like a healthy stupidity of behavior the more you play with that then the more used you get to being vulnerable you know like I, I went into the last one I did was I went to a grocery store and we put bags over our head my kids and I didn't we walked around and then I got challenged to put like a cloth bag because I had a plastic one so I went and yeah, did that you know it was just, like <laughs> yeah just just playing for the sake of play yes I'm a huge fan of that I don't know about the plastic bag thing but um yes I get where you're going with that and I think it's so true what you're saying that many of us were implanted with this extreme fear of play and we do it secretly because we're scared of being questioned or, you know, because it's like, um, what, what are you doing? Like you should be working. Like there's that feeling of right. justifying your worth with work. And if you're not doing that, you're goofing off. Like you're not a good citizen. You're not a good. And so there's that a lot of shame about not, you know, get, like I have a, a client who is very wealthy and she <clears throat> feels guilty to take a play day because she has so much to do to go, you know, to, to do a spa day. And during that spa yeah. day time, she's very uncomfortable while it's happening, feeling I should be doing something else. So there's this crippling right. fear, no matter how much money you have often, that you're not allowed to really just do nothing or to just do right. fun things, whatever your inner child wants to do, like it's a waste of time or something. Now, I have right. maybe taken that a little bit too far to the other extreme where I'm like, <laughs> I have to. play is yeah. a way of, you know, I replaced my four-letter word of work with four, with the four-letter word of play, and it's a lot more fun. Granted, I'm not making as much money as some of the people who are still doing the four-letter word work, but, but you know, I am right. 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 So, so well, she wrote and think... empowers people to play more. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and look I was just going to say the, the last thing, yeah, sorry, um, was that, you know, I think also that, especially with business, like you were saying, like people don't allow themselves to be seen playfully if they have a professional job. And it's like, if you don't have play at work, then work loses creativity. And if you lose creativity, then you cannot really serve people to the best ability of, of service, you know, of really actually providing what they need versus what you want to manipulate to sell. Mm, that's a good left brain answer to give someone who has that objection. It makes sense to me. So we're going to move on a little bit, but that's awesome. Listen to International Angels Network six days a week where we explore everything metaphysical, spiritual, mystical, and much more. And we also take your calls for angel messages live on air. 
If you're not able to join us live, you can catch the archived podcasts on iTunes, Pinterest, Potable, Player FM, CastBox, Podtail, Podchaser, Stitcher, Google Play, and now on iHeartRadio. We're everywhere now. And we also are on um, YouTube Live now. So we would love if you would subscribe, go to YouTube, search International Angels Network, click the bell icon to get notifications. And for every 100th subscriber, we will enter you into a drawing for free gifts. <laughs> we also have a, a membership program to help spiritual entrepreneurs expand their businesses. International Angels Network offers ongoing support, coaching, and mentoring for all spiritual entrepreneurs worldwide for the low price of just $20 a month. And you can learn more or register for that at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash membership. I am Shishi O'Donnell, and I love empowering people through my one-on-one divine life coaching program and also helping people connect with their angels and guides and get peace of mind through my angel readings. For information on my readings, events, and coaching packages, please visit my website, divineguidancereadingswithans.com, or follow or friend me on social media. I'm Shishi O'Donnell or on Facebook or um, Angel Shishi on Instagram. So give us a ring at 516-453-9162. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me or Adrienne or get a free mini rating today. So we have Zernal from Virginia. Zernal, are you there? Um, hi, it's uh, Vernell. Vernell. Oh, Vernell, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say I've never right. <laughs> It sounds like an Avengers uh, hero name. Okay, so Vernell, that's still very cool. <laughs> so how can I help you? Do you have questions okay. for Adrienne or me or are you like a mini reading? Yeah, um, actually I have a question in the family re- related um um, last year, um, unfortunately, I, lo- I lost a nephew um, from a drive-by shooting last year, and um, I also mm. lost one, one of my. He yeah, also lost one of my cats too in the fall. Um, and um, there's there's relatives you, you also, that I really. Sorry, just one second. You also lost one of your kids. Is that what you said? No, no cats. One of my cats. Oh, cats. Oh, cats. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. Okay, carry on. Yeah, um, so um, um, my relatives, um, or some of them anyway, I haven't been um, getting along with for many years. And um, and it's, it's certain ones that I think had turned everybody else that's related to me um, against me, plus a friend that I knew for a long time. Um, and I've seen them at, at the uh, funeral. And... Um, I wasn't really too happy, but you know, I was I was there for my nephew. Um, otherwise, I wouldn't have showed up. Um, mm-hmm. But um, and my my cousin, my cousin and his wife that that's who it really is that's been uh, causing problems. Um, have for some reason not liked me for many years, and always wanted to find out um, why why are they that way. Well, that's a great question. Did you happen to hear our conversation about life is game earlier? Or are you coming, um, or were you coming in at the tail end of what we talked about? Um, I, I believe I came, I came in um, before the show started. As soon as we started? Yeah. So you heard uh-huh. everything we said? Were you listening? Uh, yeah. I'm just curious. Oh, okay. 
So uh-huh. um, according to that, like, for example, your nephew leaving, our human minds would say that's a horrible tragedy, that shouldn't have happened. But clearly, he, you know, his soul had a, a game over time button. He chose to come here and play as spirit in a lot of dark, became as light in the dark and was the result of a drive-by shooting, which then had a cascading uh, effect of, of enhancing love and compassion and wisdom in all the people around him who mourned his death. And they all had a wake-up call, realized life is short. In some ways, he did a service. And the card I pulled on that is Archangel Michael says, you and your loved ones are safe, and this includes your cat. And your prayer mm-hmm. is, dear God and Archangel Michael, thank you for watching over me and my loved ones, your nephew and your cat and anyone else you know who's passed away. Please help me feel secure and at peace and fill me with faith so that I may focus on my priorities and enjoy a healthful, happy life. And then I also got new beginnings and fresh starts. So the angels want you to know that whatever your, however your um, relatives are trash-talking you and whatever their opinions are and whoever they've told this or that, that's not uh-huh. relevant. The reason why they're doing that, it is somewhat related to you. Um, because if you did not, if you had a total strong sense of self um, with no mm-hmm. conversations that, no hidden shame, no guilt, no thoughts that are unconscious beliefs about yourself, like nobody likes me, nobody loves me, th- this would be the product of people are trash talking you and your own family of something that happened to you when you were little and you decided no one loves me or everyone's against me, no one understands me. Your inner child made decisions and then people reflect that back to you in actions. And it can be very painful until you overcome it. The truth is what other people are saying about you and their opinions are none of your business. If you're someone who has a really strong sense of self and you've come to terms with whatever you did or didn't do and forgiven yourself like we've been talking about on the show and bring the shame to the surface and guilt and just give your inner child a big hug. This isn't a five-minute process, but we, only have, you know, we don't have that much time to go over every detail. Then you would not be someone that anyone would ever gossip about. It just would not happen. So we have Adrienne on the line, and I know she's a coach. I would love to get uh, her. Do you have anything that you want to share with Zernal? I mean, sorry, Vernal. Well, sorry. yeah, <laughs> I wanted to. Um, I wanted to say now. Uh, do you still do you still talk to your son? Um, I mean, I, I have I have four, but they 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 I really haven't been talking to all of my sons for a while, actually. Okay. I mean, even the one that passed, though, like my my brother passed, but I talk to him all the time, and then I have to shut up and actually listen, right? But I ask that's questions. Her, that's constantly. her nephew that her nephew passed. Oh, it was your nephew, nephew, nephew? Sorry. Okay, but yeah, mm-hmm. so that's one thing. But the other thing is, is that what you're what you're um, dealing with is exactly what she she said. And to be honest with you, on my um, both of my pages on Facebook, Adrian L. Thomas and She Was in Shenanigans. I actually have 10 videos that are um, little, you know, videos about 10 minutes or so each, but it's just little teeny steps to take in order to get yourself mm-hmm. out of out of toxic shame or, or talking to yourself poorly. Okay. Do you feel you're, do you, so. do you feel you're, you have negative self-talk or is your talk more, why does everyone not like me? I mean, it doesn't sound like, do you feel down on yourself or you just feel confused about why people are against you? Um, well, it seems like I'm, I'm kind of confused because I, I've always been, you know, nice to him. I never did anything wrong to him. And, um, sometimes I wonder if, 
um, in a way. Um, you know, yes, something did happen when I was a kid, um, um, and it was because, um, you know, one of their friends um, had gotten together with me with a guy, and, um, you know, things happened. I just put it that way, and um, um, I ended up having a kid um, by him. So, um, and it was some other things, um, but... Um, you know, I just have been mulling over in my head, you know, why why are they this way or that way uh, to me? So there um, may have been something when you had, you know, when you had that experience, you might have taken on the judgment of the outside world that it was really wrong and bad exactly. that you did that, the shame. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. You did have the child, but you took on this feeling like um, – like you're a bad person and that belief that you're doing something wrong, even though you really didn't believe it, maybe with your conscious mind, just your Mm -hmm. unconscious mind bought it. And you may have been living with this secret shame and feeling not like you're not a good person on some level, you did something wrong. So the the answer to that or the antidote to the poison inside, so you don't ever have people trash talking you again or not being nice to you again is to completely love and accept yourself, the part of you that chose to have that child, which is a very admirable choice. And, yes, the part of you that maybe did something that wasn't admirable, like you were sleeping with someone else's boyfriend, is that what you said? Your, one of your cousin's um, boyfriends? Or- um, no, no um, I mean, my, 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 cousins, my cousin and his wife, um, you know, they, they knew someone, and also this other friend that I used to know, um, and talk to, and um, and they they um, introduced me to this guy, and uh, I had just moved from out of town, and um, mm-hmm. so um, I started seeing him, and then you know things was happening, and then um, you know that's how things ended up the way it was back then. And, and so been, I mean, it uh, doesn't sound like that's something to be ashamed of. They introduce you to someone, and you end up getting together with him and having a child. Were you very young, or what? Where would it be that you would have felt bad about that? Yes, I was. I was very young because I was. Um, I was a teenager, and I, you know, I was still oh, going okay. to school and everything. Yeah, so uh-huh. that's what it was. The shame of that yeah. teenager's not supposed to be having sex, and da 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 da. And here you get caught because you're pregnant, and you have the child. And then you have family judgment. But you, had, but you have judgment of yourself. So the angels would love to help you fully release all that judgment that you've been holding. You didn't even realize. And the shame of your choices. Of course, you're going to have sex with a teenager. It's very common. And forgive yourself. You had a sex drive. You made maybe one bad choice. But is it really a bad choice? Because obviously you love that son. There's no mistakes. Everyone is meant to be here who's here. There are no accidents, even though we're told there are accidents. It happened. Uh-huh. It had to have happened. So the angels want you to feel, do some inner work, like we talked about earlier, of unpacking your own. What are these mm-hmm. feelings? What do I really feel? When someone triggers you, like your cousin's being mean to you, it hurts your feelings, right? <clears throat> that hurt yeah, feelings I, or that irritation or sadness, that is information uh-huh. to look deeper. It's not about them, like what you think it is about. It's not just about them not liking you. This is something much deeper. Mm-hmm. It always goes to what do you believe about yourself. So thank mm-hmm. you for your call, Vernal, and um, we're giving you a big hug through the phone, and um, I, I think you are going to do the work and let go of this kind of stuff so that you can be your true empowered self that you're meant to be. 
and uh-huh. come, come forward powerfully and not be wounded by other people's opinions of you because that, that's taken up too much of your energy for too long. It's time to take your life back. Yeah. Okay. okay. Thanks okay. for calling. Okay, love. Have okay. a beautiful rest of your evening. Thank you. Good Bye. Bye. So we have Hope from Kansas online. Hope, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Hope. Hello. Adrienne, how can we help you? Hello. 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 Yes, um, I just recently accepted a job, and I was wondering if there was any messages from my um, angels. Hmm, cool. Well, I got you're ready, so don't start, you know, don't feel like you're not ready. This is, I feel this is a great job, and, and you are ready. It's not the end-all, be-all. You know, the, the other card I got is keep your eyes focused on your targeted intention. <clears throat> so the prayer is, thank you, Archangel Michael, for helping me focus on my inner vision and intention. I ask for your guidance in releasing any fears or doubts, granting me the confidence and courage to take action toward realizing my dreams. So what I feel is this is a stepping stone toward you having your dreams come true and really stepping into that highest version of what you're here to do. <clears throat> you are fully ready to do this job, but um, there is something greater wait, wait, waiting for you, but you really needed to do this, to, and they want you to feel confident about it. Do you feel excited? I do. What it is, I'm, um, I'm an advocate at a domestic violence shelter, so I'll be working with um individuals um, that have experienced domestic violence well that is sort of what i was seeing is that you're starting here to gain the experience and then you are ultimately going to be working for yourself kind of like what adrienne and i do which is coaching empowerment coaching you know yeah you're going to learn a lot of lessons from these working with these women in this kind of a structured system of, of the um, shelter that will give you the insights and the wisdom. You're diving deep into that dark we talked about earlier where the wisdom comes mm. from all that pain. These women all yeah. have to go within because you cannot be disempowered unless you have given away your power. No one can dominate you unless you have no sense of yourself and you're giving away your, your power. So that's one of the main lessons you're going to be teaching them to take their life back <laughs> and not mm. give your power away to men. What do you think, Adrienne? Yeah, I'm- Oh, I'm so excited. Well, I'm so, <laughs> it's so funny because you feel the light, and I was like, every time everybody talks, I feel the dark. <laughs> so, uh, so, um, so what I would just say is um, there's something, like I when I listen to you and everything, there is something that you're you're questioning. So, you know, go ahead and look at that. Like, just kind of be like, okay, you know, what am I questioning? Because there's there's maybe some pain there or whatever. And you really want to make sure that you you listen to it. And that just really is just, you know, breathe slow, lie down, and, and inhale deeply, and just kind of listen for what you're going to need because you're, you're walking into a job that um, it's, it's going to feel difficult because you're going to feel these women hurting, you know, and you're going to feel it. But you've you got to make sure that you know where that's coming from so you can match it and then help pull them out of it. Yes, and, and I've walked in your shoes. Fabulous. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So you're going to be fabulous at it, but just make sure that you still always fit with. Okay, you know what am I hitting? Because whatever I'm hitting is what they're they're going to need me to help with. Yeah, and that's what I'm doing right now. I'm going back to school because I want to be a therapist, and I'm thinking maybe this is in one direction I would like to lead is 
work with individuals that have experienced domestic violence and do therapy with them. Yeah. Well, well, that's why your soul chose your path that you were on, where you went through it yourself, you transcended it. You're like, you've heard of the concept of the wounded healer. Some of the best healers in the world are the most wounded people. Why? Because they've gone through hell and back themselves and come through it and transcended it. So I do want to congratulate you, Hope, for all the work you've done on yourself to get you to this level where you can be of service. And like Adrienne is saying, there is there's more to go where you've got to definitely um, clear yourself after working and not take on everyone's feelings and emotions and codependently feel like you're responsible for everyone in the world, but you're there to be an empowerment coach to help people love them back to themselves. Did you? Now let me ask right. you, did you have someone who loved you back to yourself or did you do it on your own or how did you transcend your own journey of, of uh, domestic violence? I had a very good friend that helped me out and I had my children. So we kind of leaned on each other and um, pulled each other out of, I guess, the darkness that we were in. And we're all of us are in such an amazing place right now. My children and myself are so in such an amazing place. So and that's what I want to do is give back to those women and children and even the men that have experienced the domestic violence and that, that is in the shelter right now. Yeah, well, that's so yeah. beautiful and admirable that you're doing that. I'm so proud of you and happy for you. Your angels are helping you. Um, and, you know, thank you for being willing to be of service and help so many people. So um, th- thank you for your call, too, Hope. And I just want to thank you so much, Adrienne, for being our guest today and bringing all your brilliant insights. And the best way you know, she was talking about these 10-minute videos with tips that she has, and those are on her websites. One is She Rose and Shenanigans, which I love that. It's the cutest. I'm totally going to. <laughs> and so it's Shero, S-H-E-R-O-S, and then spelled out A-N-D, and then Shenanigans, S-H-E-N-A-N-I-G-A-N-S. And then your website is adriannethomas.com. Ad- or, I mean, your email is Adrian. At adriannlthomas.com. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for being on the show, darling. It was wonderful connecting with you and sharing everything. And um, I would like to say we are going to take the month of May off because our producer, Claudia Ibarra, is moving to a different state. So we will see you back on Mondays in June. Have a blessed month, everyone. Thanks again, Adrienne. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.